When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work ethic eliminates fear, you know. So if you put forth the work, then what are you fearing? You know you, what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. Uh, we got a couple topics we're going to talk about today, but I want to start out with a question to Ryan. Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> Ryan, have you ever walked into a restaurant and changed the music? I have not. Now, why wouldn't you do that? Well, you know, just walk into the back. You know, walk through the kitchen. Just go help myself. Like, go get a refill on my soda and walk back to the back of Panera and put on, you know, change the easy listening and put on something that's more of my my taste. Yes. Um, You know, Jamie, common decency and the proper upbringing, I think, (laughs) prohibits me from acting in such a manner. That's, I think that's kind of what it is, mainly. Okay. um, So, besides the obvious reasons. Yeah. Why else would you not do that? I also wouldn't do it because uh, it's not my shit. You know, I like I don't touch other people's stuff. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't walk into someone's house and like adjust their thermostat. You know? I do that all the time. In your own home, I don't do it in my own home either. But yeah. I would definitely not do it in somebody else's home. <laughs> like I, I don't. Uh, I kind of feel like whenever I go into somebody else, if I go into a business, it's just not. You know, if I don't like it, I, if it's that uncomfortable, I leave. If it's something I don't like, I don't go back. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? It, it depends on. It has to be pretty bad. I mean, I don't. I don't. When it comes to like music or ambiance or anything, like you think about any place you go that has some kind of an atmosphere. And there we go. And a, re- a restaurant is the first one. You know, I've had a. We're going to get into this. I'm going to tell you about my my hair stylist. I don't go to a barber because I'm a fancy man. But we we've talked about this and and it's uh, it's just uh, Jamie. Why don't you tell our listeners why you're asking me this question? <clears throat> well, um, you know i I have people that want to change the music all the time, and it drives me crazy because I'm trying to create a certain environment right. in my gym. Um, Unlike most gyms, I care about my clients' results. And I expect a certain type of intensity from my clients, and that is a requirement to get results. It's not a nightclub. We're not here dancing. You know, we're here to train. Yeah. Um, And, you know, so I usually put on some kind of rock, um, and it's usually, you know, little harder type rock you know it's it's the kind of stuff that i listen to uh when we would get ready for a football game right right um you know which i understand i I definitely do not listen to that when i'm driving my truck right right that'd be bad too yeah (laughs) you know when somebody upsets me yeah uh, on the road you'd have road rage but uh or you get a speeding ticket for going 90 miles an hour to 35 yeah either way it's not good but you know we're, we're trying to create a certain environment here and, you know, listening to 
to dance music or country music or hip-hop or, you know, whatever it may be, um, you know, you're not focused on what on what you're really here for is yeah. the problem. Um, you know, when, when people come in, I feel obligated to get every single one of my clients' results. And I'm going to hold myself to that standard. Um, you know, so it bothers me when people want to put on club music or dance music. And then you can see it in, in their intensity. Like, you know, you know, and, and the thing is, is it's like what we talk about all the time. This is not entertainment. Uh, the entertainment you get out of training is the results. Yeah. Um, hopefully you find enjoyment in the process, but a big part of the process is intensity. Yeah. Just like anything. If you're at work, like there's a certain level of intensity that you have to approach things with if you want to get results. Right. And I mean, it'd be like listen to dance music when you're at work. Right. You know, when you're trying to focus on something, you know, and you probably shouldn't be listening to any music. But or what if you listen to bedroom music at work? <laughs> I don't even know what bedroom music is. But. Yeah, you do. Like like R and B. Like you know. Like, oh. You know, like like slow down. Like sexy time music. You know, Jamie. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that'd be interesting. This is. I also. I. That'd, that'd be Jamie's a little awkward sexy, at work. Jamie's sexy time music is the same stuff he plays at the gym. Metallica. <laughs> Poor girls. They leave just horrified. <laughs> no, it's it's absolutely right though. And, and, you're talking about intensity and all that. And it's also, you know, it's like you're setting a mood and there's a, uh, I work with a, a furniture store in town and there it's a, you know, it's a giant place and every section of the store has its own kind of music. And we were talking about that. It's, it's important, you know, and it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily, I might not love, you know, like Seals and Croft or some of that old 70s stuff, but I get why they're playing it. You know, I get why they're playing Summer Breeze in the patio section. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of music. And it would be odd if they were playing System of a Down when I'm like trying to buy a mattress or whatever. But it's, I, and that's extreme and ridiculous. But it, it it goes to your point, you know, and it's I, I, I don't know. We, we talked about this and uh I went in and uh, I, I've been getting my hair cut from the same guy for over 10 years at this point. And he's, cool. we, you know, we're friendly. I mean, we're, you know, uh, you talk about stuff all the time and he's a small business owner here in Kansas City. And, uh, you know, I was telling him about your frustration with this stuff. And he deals with a lot of the same thing where it's a he, he runs a small business. He's got a handful of, you know, in your in your uh instance it's trainers he's got a handful of stylists that he works for and or that he works with that he has people working for him and and they they'll want to come in and change stuff and it's like well yeah he's like yeah you can change it he's like you can go buy i think you even said the same he said the exact same thing you can go buy your own salon <laughs> like you can rent the space or buy the space and you can play whatever music you want like if you don't do that then you don't get to dictate the mood that I'm trying to go for because that's, it's all part of it. Yep. Even if it's, even if it's subcon, like you're not supposed to think about it. You're just, like, that's the, that's when you know something is good is when it's just, when you, when you hear us, you, you, you hear a song and it, it takes you back to that place. The subtlety of it is 
part of the power of it and the strength of it. But I, it it does it it shocks me just the balls on people to <laughs> to like to walk into his hair salon and be like, yeah, can we change it? Can we change the music? Dude, if you don't like it that much, then go get your haircut somewhere else. Well, I mean, the thing is, is <clears throat> are you here to get your haircut? Right. Are you here to work out? Or are you here to listen to music? Right. You know, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happens to this guy's salon, but you know, another thing that'll happen is people will turn the shit up so loud that I can't coach them. Right. Right. And it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and what's funny is when I, when I work out, Sometimes I'll turn it up so loud so people don't talk to me. Right, right. For that right. same reason, yeah. I'm trying to focus on what I'm doing. I'm not trying to talk about how your cat had a hairball this morning or whatever well, it was. Yeah, but that's and that's a different. Th- that's but if you had somebody coaching you, you wouldn't do that. Absolutely not. It, you know, it's crazy too. Like uh, you talk about like Tom Watson, the golfer. He used to. I remember he was a member at Oakwood Country Club um, in Kansas City and. I remember uh, I used to work in golf courses growing up and somebody came up, he would have three different boom boxes laying, playing three different radio stations while he practiced so he could tune out distractions. Isn't that crazy? But it just, it it goes to show like how important all of that stuff is. Like, and it doesn't matter if you're, if you're working to tune something out or if you're (laughs) trying, like you said, managing that intensity, it, it's a vibe, man. And that's, that's part of what people are, that's what they're buying into when they when they come in here. I mean, you look at you. I mean, you look at Jamie. It's like he's got a vibe about him, right? He's a he's got the shaved head. He's got the beard. He's got the he's got the you know he's got the body, and he's got the mentality. That's like that's the guy that I want. I don't want some like meek guy coaching me in strength training. You know, I don't. I want somebody that's like that's intense. That's gonna that's gonna help me find that intensity in myself because everybody's got that in them somewhere. And, you know, that you need to have that pulled out. Some of us just need to have it, like, drug out of us. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's the, the, the big thing on it is I, I question myself all the time with what you said. I've hired a coach before. And, I've, I, you know, I always try to put myself in somebody else's shoes. You know, if, if something bothers me, I'm like, well, if, if I was in their shoes... All right, right. You know, am I, am I, you know, misjudging this scenario or whatever? Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, I would not walk anywhere near the radio if I, I had a, a coach that wrote all my programming online. So I never went to his gym and trained with him. I met him in person a couple of times at uh, different, uh, uh, you know, educational events. But, uh, Man, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare touch the radio. Yeah, you know it's his environment. He's the leader. What? You know, and I'm there to do what he tells me to do, and that's it. Well, yeah, and you're creating that environment for a reason. <clears throat> like I said, all that stuff. I mean, it. It's all part of the big picture, you know, and it's. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's really frustrating and it's, it's frustrating as uh, you know, you would never, I mean, I shouldn't say you would never, because like, if you think about walking into like a, like a department store, like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, like what, what, you're, what you're going to go in the back and you're going to change the Muzak to, 
you know, whatever you want to listen to. It's like, ah, I don't know, man. I mean, what I say to people all the time, like it'd be like walking into a Mexican restaurant and one put rap on. Right. 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 Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's nuts, but, uh, there was something else I was going to say on that. I don't remember what it was now, but, um, you know, okay. I remember what it was now. Uh, and I think it's something I kind of said down here at the bottom a little bit, but, uh, <clears throat> so we'll probably cover this again, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of it is, it goes back to what I already mentioned. I think a lot of people still, I know, I shouldn't say still, but a lot of people view exercise as entertainment. Right. And it is not entertainment. Yeah. And so they come in and they want to listen to entertaining music. Right. And, you know, there, there's a, just a huge, it's misinformation. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like today's media. There's so much misinformation with what you really need to be doing with diet and exercise. Yeah. And it just misleads everybody. So then everybody is perpetually overweight, fat, and nobody's getting results. And that's what they want you to, that's, they want, they don't want you to get results. No, because there's no money in the cure. And Chris <laughs> no. Rock said that the, the money's in the comeback. That was an old. I think it was a Chris Rock, one of his old standups. He's like, "There's no, they haven't cured cancer. There's no money in the cure. Once yeah. they cure it, it's like the money's, and you know, and, and uh, that, that's a whole different subject, obviously. But, <laughs> but the the point of it, that, that's that's to your your point, you know. And it's like we've not look at the things that have been turned into entertainment with not only exercise but diet. Yeah, food. All food is also not entertainment. And it's like, you know, it's been so. And that's where you get into the whole advertising. It's just been, we've turned it into this thing in this country. And and food's always been like that. It's always been something. It's always been, you know, you gather around your family for events and this, that, and the other thing and all that. You but can't entertain you seven days a week. Though. That That's exactly it. That, that one, those special events are not what's causing the problem. It's the same thing with the holidays. Oh, the holidays are coming. Well, the holidays are three days. If you can, if you include Thanksgiving, Christmas, that's okay. Put Christmas Eve in there and New Year's. You got four days. That's yeah. not that's not the reason that you're 30 pounds overweight, 50 pounds overweight, 15 pounds overweight. It's everything around it. And and obvi- if you're being honest, it's like, okay, the holidays, well, then you've got holiday parties for work and people bringing in baked goods and all this other stuff. But, but again, it's like you said, it's the sum of well, – it's, it's what you do consistently versus what you do, you know, uh, uh, the, rare, the rare things that you do. So the next thing we're going to go over um, or transition into here is, uh, Ryan, do you have any idea how much money I've spent on equipment? A lot. Like I, every time, and, and, and since I've been, I, we've been working together for right at two years, right at two years. Is that right? Yeah. And, uh, and it, there's always new stuff coming in here. You know, some of it's big. I, I can't imagine what what the cost is. So, no, I don't have any idea. <clears throat> I mean, if I had to guess, uh, I would guess it's around $300,000. Um, if you include all the small things I buy, right? it's probably north of that. But I would guess it's somewhere around there. <clears throat> um, and the reason I bring that up, that's 
I don't. That's not important. Um, what's important is the quality of the equipment. You know, no matter how much you pay for it, it could be all given to somebody for free. Right. Um, <clears throat> but the bigger thing about that that I want people to understand is I'm a small business, and I could make more money if I just filled my gym full of spin bikes and all the other stupid bullshit. To be right. quite honest with you, it's and you know that's funny. I say stupid bullshit. That's what it is. It's bullshit. Um, but I don't because. I would feel guilty if that's what I was selling people, and then I knew I wasn't being I wasn't being honest with them, right? And uh, not using their time as wisely as possible after that's what they're paying me for, right? Um, so I've invested all this money uh, into my business because I'm of the belief that if you do the right thing and you take care of people, things will come back around. And uh, I'm also I don't know if it's of the belief or whatever you want to call it, but I also am okay with failing at anything if I know I did the right thing and, and I, I 100%. put my energy into it and, and did it the right way. Yeah. If, if it fails, then I can live with that. Right, right. If something fails and I didn't give it my 100%, then I've, I've got guilt and uh, regret. Um, so that's a big reason why I've done that. Now that's necessarily important to what I'm saying, um, but uh, my point being, I've invested a lot of money in the equipment here. Um, we have nicer equipment than I would say any gym in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean everything is. It's it's all. I mean, and it's just it's laid out simply. It's clean. It's organized. It's anything that you would want. And, and this is from somebody that doesn't know anything about this stuff more than a very basic. I know a very basic understanding of it, but I mean, there's, and, and I've been here when it's busy, but there's never like, there's never, there's always enough stuff for everybody to go around. So I've never yeah. seen people like waiting, you know, aside from the fact that they're like in between sets or whatever, you know? So on top of having enough, which right. is what you just said, that was a big part of what we, you know, I've invested my money in many pieces of the same type of equipment, the important things, right. which are squat racks, benches, uh, glute ham raises, uh, free weights, um, lat pull downs, lat rows, um, you know, all the basics, which is basically what we do with our clients. We do a lot of the basics with our clients. Um, but it's just like a carpenter. Um, so, Things are a lot easier when you have the right tools for the job and you have good tools. Right. You know, a lot of gyms have all the things I just mentioned. They don't have some of them. Um, but they don't invest in in the best equipment. Um, <clears throat> and that's the difference you will get when you come into my gym is, you know, all of our bars are Texas Power Bars, um, which if, if, you have, if you've ever used a Texas Power Bar yeah. um, or any high-end lift uh, barbell, you know the difference between a Texas Power Bar and the, the uh, generic ones that they have at most gyms. Um, <clears throat> you know, we have, uh, you know, Thompson Fat Pads, which make a big difference if you have wider shoulders, uh, we have eight squat racks, which are most than most, which are that's more than most big gyms. Um, <clears throat> you know, even our our Legend Fitness benches, which 
are not as good as the Thompson fat pads are still, you know, much higher quality than the stuff you'd find at a big gym. Right. Um, you know, so it's just everything we have is very functional and, you know, much higher quality than you get at most gyms. And the reason I bring that up is, you know, every once in a while I'll get somebody and they want to negotiate with me on price. Yeah. And it's just entertaining because they have no idea the value they're getting in just the equipment, well, let yeah. alone the coaching and the knowledge and the advice that we're giving them on top of that stuff. Yeah, and it, and it also... You know, this is not a volume shop, you know, and, and that's what I, I don't know where people get confused about about that. But when you deal with like the people that are negotiating, the companies that negotiate on price deal in volume. It doesn't matter if you're talking about Walmart or Planet Fitness. It's a numbers game with them. They're going to they're going to spend as little as they can and they're going to bring in get as many bodies in the door as possible and that's what they care about now that's why if you want to go to that place if you want to if you want to buy if you want to shop on price then that's what planet fitness is for right like that's what any but like if you want to if you're a if you're a quantity person then that's what then that's what it's about but you can't go into a boutique, which is, I mean, I know this is, <laughs> that's a very pretty fancy word, but this is a specialized gym with, like you said, it's, you've got trainers that nobody here doesn't know their shit backwards and forwards. And if they don't know it, they don't last as far as a trainer goes. Um, so you've got and that's the other thing it's like you you listed up what's so crazy about somebody negotiating price on this is not only do you walk in here and see all the equipment but that's not even the most valuable thing in this gym because i could take you or alex or skylar probably and go to a shit gym and get a million times better workout than i would with anybody that was training at one of those big box gyms absolutely and that's what's it, it's 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 you can you can copy and paste that statement around multiple industries you know what i mean but it's just it's really frustrating and that's one of the things where i don't i don't know where it comes from i mean i grew up my father owned a small business i'm a small business owner and so i deal with a lot of guys in that and i feel like if you're not in that world you don't understand it's hard to wrap your head around all that goes into that, you know, when you, when you're, if you're working for, you know, Sprint or DST or one of these big companies, there's nothing wrong with that, but there are a lot of benefits that you have that guys like us don't have. And that's fine. We've made that choice. I'm fine. Like, I'm not mad about it, Yep. but what I will, will not do is I will not have somebody undervalue me. And if you're, if you're lucky enough to be in a position where you're not scraping by, then there's it's it's comforting to know it's comforting to know that you can turn business away when people do come at you like that but it's also frustrating to know that people have the audacity to come in look at this place and then try to beat you up on price it it it, it just it bothers me 
to a core. I would never call a carpenter, like you said. Be like, yeah, I know you got that, you got all that equipment and that expertise. You think it's worth a hundred bucks an hour or whatever it is, but I'm only going to pay you fifty. Will you do it? Well, but, I mean, the thing is, is you get what you pay for, right? You know, right? <laughs> um, you know, the funny thing is, is it's it's just like I said about working out. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. It's not to sweat. It's not to get tired. Uh, it's not to be sore. It's to get results. Yeah, I'm paying somebody to get results. I want results. Now, if you tell me to stand on my head to get results, then I'm going to stand on my head to get results. Right. And I'm going to do that until I figure out that's not what's going to work. Right. But you know the thing is, is you know I, I had a client tell me give me this quote last night actually. <clears throat> he said. People that do this know the price of everything and the value of nothing. That's exactly and right. That is exactly what it is. Like, I could give a shit less what the price of something is Yep. if I'm going to get value out of it. That's right. You know, what, what I will not pay for is something that's cheap but gives me no value. Yeah. I do that with everything I spend money on. You want, Matter of fact, I mentioned Legend Fitness earlier. Mm-hmm. Almost every piece of equipment I own is Legend Fitness. So here's the second benefit to everything I told you with all the money I've spent on my equipment. I will never have to replace anything. Right. It will all be here in the same condition 50 years from today. Right. You know, that's something I noticed when I left Lifetime Fitness 10 years ago. A lot of the trainers I left with would go out, start their own business, and they'd go to Dick's Sporting Goods or Walmart and buy benches and other bullshit. Right. You know, it's rickety. So first off, it it's not a good experience for the clients. Second off, you're going to have to replace the damn thing right. in 12 months. Yeah. You know, whenever I buy anything, I do this with my vehicles. I do this with any equi- tools I buy, lawn equipment I buy. Yeah. I never, ever, ever want to replace it. Yeah. So I maintain it and I buy something that's high quality. That's right. Like when I buy a vehicle, my plan is for that vehicle to last 20 or 30 years. Yeah. I don't want to have to replace it. Right. You know? Um, and I mean, that's that's the, the number one reason why I buy Legend Fitness equipment. Yeah. Is the stuff is built with very heavy materials. And I mean, that stuff is... <clears throat> my oldest legend bench is uh I bought it in 2012 so it's you know over 7 years old now and you know I'm I may have bought two of them at that time one or two I don't know sure I right now I've got I don't know close to 20 legend fitness benches right I could not go out there and tell you which, which one I bought when yeah I have no idea yeah <laughs> and that's because there is as sturdy and as good as they were the day I bought them. What? Yeah. And, and that's how all my racks are. That's how my bars are. Everything. Well, that and it's funny because whenever I, I'm the exact same way, and I learned <coughs> I learned it the hard way when I was playing music. I buy these cheap cables, right? Mm-hmm. And I have a decent guitar. I had a nice guitar, but if that cable shit, the guitar shit. If you buy if you buy a high end cable, it's going to cost you seventy five bucks for a cable, right? But guess what? That thing, and if it does, if it does shit the bed, that company will stand behind it, hundred percent of the time. And I, I'm, I'm the exact same way. If you, if you, like, I, there's the only things like, like I'm, 
when I think about things I buy on price, I'll tell you what it is, and it's only because I can't find the other option. The only things I buy on price are things like iPhone chargers, like cables that I'll buy on Amazon. And if you could, if you would give me an iPhone charger that I that cost me five times that was fifty dollars that would never break, I would buy that because I feel like I'm buying new cables for my to charge my phone and devices. I don't know semi regularly, you know. But I think I don't know it, the fact that uh, it's just it's so frustrating that people are willing to and what they're they're devaluing you. That's the other thing as a, as a I mean and it, it's the same way if you're looking at like a, a big corporation like I keep going back to Sprint because they're they're huge here in Kansas City but like you know if you go to a when there's all those layers of redundancy and and this that and the other thing. A lot of those people don't care, but when you go to a, a place where the owner is in the building, there's been there's been hours and blood and sweat and tears poured into that place. It doesn't matter if it's a restaurant, if it's a hair salon, it doesn't matter what it is. That person that's in there has made some sacrifices and they're doing it more often than not, I've found, they're not doing it to get rich. If they were doing something to get rich, they would be trying to climb the corporate ladder and find a find a place where they you know building up their vacation. We don't build up vacation days, <laughs> you know, when you work for yourself. It's like you're those are the things that you're sacrificing. And again, we're fine with it, or we, we wouldn't be doing it. But my point is, when you go in and you deal with, I mean, I've got a mechanic. I drive. I live. I drive forty five minutes to go to my mechanic because I trust him, and because I know that I'm talking to the owner, and I know that if the guy tells me it's fifteen hundred dollars, he's not saying that because he's pulling a fast one on me you know and there's so much there's so to me there's so much more value in going to a gym like this where i can walk in and the owner's right there and i know he gives a shit or i know she gives a shit or whatever if they actually care and i know that they're into it then that's all that's those are the people that i want to do business with regardless of the industry and i i don't like that i i I hate when people devalue that because I don't think they understand the sacrifices that, that people have made in order to provide whatever service they're providing. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I get on, I, I could rant about that for days just because I've seen it my entire life and I have so much respect for the, the small business owner, you know, that, that, that puts everything into it. And, uh, you know, it, it really bothers me when people devalue that or sell it short or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right with everything you said. Um, the other thing I thought of, um, something to think about when you go anywhere, what does it tell you when a business owner has invested money in things that will last? Right. It, it tells you, to me, that tells you that they have no plan of ever yeah, they're planning closing on, their doors. Yeah, they're planning on being around. They've you know, invested in their future. What does it tell you if somebody buys a rickety bench from Walmart? Yeah. They don't even believe in themselves. That's exactly right. You know? You know, with with my business, I've went all in. Yeah. You know? And, you know, hopefully it works out. But like I said, if it doesn't, I'm going to have zero regrets. Yeah. You're not going to lose any sleep over it. You know? Uh, I can tell a funny story about that if you want. Um, I'll tell you if it's funny. <laughs> Well, it's funny, maybe stupid. I'm just busting uh, your balls. I want to hear no, it. No, you're good. Um, so, um, 
I was divorced or I got divorced. I don't know. It took forever, but I moved out of my house in September of, of 2015. Um, in the summer of 2015, I decided to expand my business, and uh, I didn't really have the money to do it. Right. Matter of fact, when I was when I was uh, moving out, when I moved out of my house, my business was losing money every month. Okay. Uh, it was four years ago. Now it's doing great. Right. Um. But anyway, um, I made a lot of decisions. In the three or four years prior to that, all the years I was married, um, which is you know a big reason led to my divorce, uh, I made a lot of decisions that were poor decisions for a business. We were spending money on vacations. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put money back into the business. Right. Um, and you know, I knew it wasn't great. I didn't realize how bad it was necessarily. Um, but my story being. At that point, you know, I did not have any money hardly. I was getting ready to go through a divorce. Um, so in August of 2015, I moved out in September of, of 2015, and I knew this was coming. Um, I invested $30,000 in equipment that I didn't have. Yeah. And my thought was at that point, I had made all these decisions to make somebody else happy. Right. I wasn't doing what was true to me and I wasn't doing what I knew was right. Yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't doing things the way that you know, the you way were, that I had to get me where I was. You were compromising things. Yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> my serious thought process when I did that, you know, I just told I don't know if I should be saying this or not, but I just told you I was in I was losing money every month. My serious thought process when I did that is, is if this motherfucker is going to sink, yeah, it's going to sink my way, yeah, you know. And I invested money in equipment and did things the way I'd always wanted to do it, but I'd held off doing it because pleasing somebody else was more important, right, than doing what I knew was right for my business, yeah. Um, but you know, I think the the big thing that can be taken from that story is you know a couple things number 1 you know if you if you if you feel like if in your gut you feel like there's a certain way you need to do things to do them the right way fucking go for it number 1 um number 2 don't let other people dictate how you make decisions because you're trying to make them happy. Yeah. You know, which that's a huge mistake. That's a whole nother, you know, issue and problem. Um, and then number three, you know, there's, there's quotes on this and everything. I can't give you the exact quote, but you know, there was a lot of fear going into that. And I can be a little reckless sometimes. So there's time I can get to a certain point where I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going right, for it. Right. Like the hell with the consequences. I'm going for it. Yeah. And I've done that, you know, I've done that in a few things in my life. And, you know, what you make it up to be in your head is never nearly as bad yep. as it as it actually is going to be or can be. Right. Um, 
you know, so I don't know. I guess my point in that being, um, I don't know. I, I, I find that to be kind of an interesting story myself, you know, when I was going through it, um, it was a big deal, but I look back on it now. It's just like, you know, son of a bitch, you know, you, you did, you did what you wanted to do and things worked out, you know, um, you know, and I think another big thing with all that is, is I believe the reason people fail is because they're not willing to work. Yeah. You know, and, and when I went through that phase, I was working 80, 85 hours a week. Um, you know, I was, I was, I laid all the floor whenever I expanded and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I just, I believe if you're willing to work, there's almost nothing uh, that is unattainable. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's, you're a thousand percent right. You know, and there's that story, uh, Tony Robbins talks about burning your boats. You know, that's what yeah. you did. You burned your boats. You went to the Island, you burned your boats. There was no, at that point it was like, here we are, you know, <laughs> let's make, and there's, there's the thing of it is somebody needs to hear that. Somebody needs to hear it because I, dude, I did a lot. We have very, we have similar stories in, in a lot of ways. And it's like, man, you're a thousand percent right. Follow your gut. And, and look, man, if you go down, you go down. But even if you do go down, you will learn so much on the way down that it will help you when you make your rebound. That's what I believe. So if you did, if this didn't work out, you would have learned from that and you would have capitalized on it down the road. If you're willing to, to own your, you know, that, that's the thing. When you do that, the other thing you're doing is you're taking full responsibility you're owning your failures if you fail and you're owning your successes when you succeed. And there's there to me there's just there's no other way to live. It's there's no better way to live in my opinion. Absolutely. Like I don't want to I don't want to blame I don't I don't want to sit there and say, "Ah, well, if I wouldn't have listened to them, if I would have done what I wanted to do." It's like I would rather be like, "Yeah, I did exactly what I wanted to do and I shit the bed." Or I killed it or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, I'll, I'll I'll tell you a little more about all that, um, and maybe I'm saying too much, but I just I guess I don't give a shit. When I was going through that, I could have stayed in my marriage if I would have let her control me. Yeah, I would have lost my business uh, most likely, um, and I can't remember where I was going to go with this. Now I forgot already, but. Um, I could have stayed in the situation I was in, in the marriage I was in, if I wouldn't have stood up for myself and I would have, you know, continued to be controlled, I guess is what you want, is, you know, what was going on. Um, But, you know, one of my, one of the things I thought about, I remember now, um, I many times thought, I do not want to be 50 years old and think, would have, could have, should have. Right. You know? So, I mean, that was why I was like, fuck it. I'm going for it. Because um, the alternative is much worse. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to have regret. Yeah. So. 100%. But I think that's all we got for today. So, remember when you walk into a business, do not change the music, um, which I think most people understand that. I, I even came up, I was, I put it on the note that you sent me. I came up with the title for this podcast, Jamie. Don't touch that dial. Yeah. So, oh, that's why. That's why I get paid the big bucks, people. 
And uh, the last thing I have for the day is Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Thanks for listening, you guys. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, rate, review, comment. Drop us a line at uh, on Instagram at Plunkett underscore fitness. And, uh, or check out the website, PlunkettFitness.com. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Please share with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review. For more info, visit our website, PlunkettFitness.com.